Hopefully you guys are doing well out there, and I have uh, really loved this segment of the podcast because it allows me to break away from my normal routine here and really answer some Q&A for you guys. I'm getting questions and comments all the time, and as I mentioned to you guys before, normally I would just answer those questions and comments immediately in a private message to somebody or a comment on SoundCloud or a text or call or whatever. And, you know, people started encouraging me saying, hey, you know, if people are asking those questions, other people probably are as well. Why don't you just start doing a segment every now and then? So, as I said last time, this episode is brought to you by you. And I appreciate your comments and thoughts and keep sending them. It has been awesome to just collaborate with you guys on the things that I'm learning and the things that I'm doing, but then also just hearing so much from you on what you're doing separately from what I'm talking about, but then also using the things that I'm talking about to further uh, build on your own self and use these things different ways. So I'm going to roll through the questions here this morning. I want this to be typically a little bit of a shorter segment, but today it may it may go a little bit longer. I'm going to try to limit that, but I've got just a lot of information to bring you this morning, and some of it you're going to hear from, from other recordings and things like that, but I'm going to go a little bit more in depth. So I've been asked this question over and over about my morning routine and specifically what I'm doing in that morning routine, the activities. As you guys know, or maybe you don't if you're not a regular listener, but Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning has really changed my life to where I'm taking an hour, really an hour to an hour and a half each morning to spend time doing the Life Savers, the acronym SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S. So you guys have have heard or maybe you've read the book, SAVERS, uh, the S is SILENCE. The A is affirmations, the V is visualization, the E is exercise, the R is reading, and the S is scribing. So this is where I get my my spiritual time in, my quiet time, uh, my time with the Lord, reading, journaling, meditating, praying, and really visualizing what the day is going to look like, and then just reading off my affirmations, which are really my, my goals, just my vision statement for the year, what it is that I'm trying to accomplish Research will tell you that less than 2% of people out there actually have goals that they write down and review them daily. So you may have heard me mention that before, but that is an amazing, that's an amazing stat to me and also a little bit sad uh, because there's so much research behind goal setting and reading your goals and less than 2% of the population actually has goals that they write down and they read them daily. Uh, 10% or less of the population has goals that they write down, but they typically don't look at them daily. And then 20% or less actually have well-thought-out goals that if you gave them a sheet of paper and said, start brainstorming, writing them down, they actually would be able, with some some efficiency and quickness, they'd be able to write them out because they thought about them before. Beyond that, you know, people are just giving you a blank look whenever you ask them about their goals for 2016, or they give you some just fluff that they come up with on the on the spot. So I'm trying to get better at that. I'm trying to read my goals daily read my affirmations daily, the things that I want to accomplish. So that is my, you know, really my activity in the morning. But what I want to talk about today on the Wednesday What For is what are the things that I'm doing in the morning that might be a little bit unique or different. And you guys heard me mention last time the oatmeal recipe that my wife stumbled across. If you go back and listen to the other Wednesday What For, I believe I talked about it on there. And I told you that I would get you the recipe on that, and here it is. And I had a a buddy of mine, Jimmy, this week texted me out of the blue. Late one night, he was at the grocery store, and he said, Hey, what is that oatmeal recipe that your wife has? And I knew immediately that he had listened to the podcast, and I thought, that's really cool. 
But uh, I went in there. I said, let me go ask her right now. And she was actually, I'm not making this up, guys. She was actually making uh, making a bowl of the oatmeal when I went in there to ask her what the actual recipe was so I could record it for him and write it down for you guys. But here it is. And I'll go through it a little bit slowly. I'll repeat it twice so that you have it. But, again, rewind the recording. I don't want to spend too much time on this. So you have, uh, you have four bananas. So what we do is we put it in a big Tupperware bowl because I'm eating on it. My kids are eating on it. But we put it in a big Tupperware bowl, throw it in the refrigerator overnight. But it's four bananas, and you're going to mash those together really until they become, you know, about like liquid. Take a potato masher or something like that. Mash them up until they're basically, you know, they're basically, you know, liquid, purified bananas there. And then you're going to take two cups of oats. And we don't use steel-cut oats. Uh, might be a little bit healthier if you did that, but I'm not sure if the recipe would work the same way. But you're also not using the one-minute oats that that junk that they sell you in the store that literally you add a drop of water to it and you've got a bowl of oatmeal there. It's, it's the kind that you do have to uh, cook or let absorb water. Uh, but I'm not sure if the steel cut works. Jimmy asked me that and I couldn't give him an answer on that. But it's two cups of oats. I think I have some here in my office. Uh, nope. thought I had uh, some here still left in my office, but I don't have any. But uh, basically just go to the grocery store, buy Quaker oats, the kind in the big tall cylinder you'll be just fine cost three or four bucks for a giant you know container of that but you're going to do four bananas mashed together you're going to do two cups of oats then you're going to do one and a half cups of milk skim milk obviously is going to be more healthy for you whole milk is going to taste a little bit better so you figure out how you want to do that and it's not a ton of milk it's it's a cup and a half for this giant bowl so even if you use whole milk you know if you have kids or something like that you put whole milk in it you'll probably still be fine and then you'll just uh, sprinkle cinnamon over the top of it for taste. And that's it. That's it. Bananas, oats, a little bit of milk, and then you're sprinkling cinnamon on top of it to taste, which I, I kind of coat it. I put a big thick layer of cinnamon on top, mix it all up, all that mixed together, and then you're going to put it uh, in that big bowl. You're going to put that in the refrigerator and let it set overnight. I've tried it before when it's set for about 30 minutes just because I wanted some, and I went in there and you know started trying to get her to whip some up and she did and I was ready to eat it <clears throat> the oats aren't you know the oats are a little bit hard and they're not I guess what you would consider cooked uh so to speak but it's still really good but put it in the refrigerator overnight it just becomes this this mush basically and it is awesome so I encourage you to go and try that the other new thing that I'm doing that I'll go into just a little bit here and then I'm going to uh I'm going to elaborate on in just a second is Siltep and I don't know if you guys have heard of Siltep before, but it is a uh, nootropic stack. And uh, what nootropics are, are, you know, if you look up nootropics, it's smart drugs, basically healthy smart drugs where it keeps you focused during the day. These aren't habit-setting drugs. These aren't drugs that are going to get you into medical conditions like racing heart, palpitations, things like that. It is just, you know, uh, Siltep is designed really to improve and maintain brain performance, uh, memory, focus, motivation, and it's all natural, and it's artichoke extract and four scolin. So if you go look up artichoke extract and four scolin and the benefits that those have on the brain, I started taking that uh, probably last Friday, I believe, and uh, I, I'm using kind of a trial study right now between Siltep and TrueBrain. So you guys know I was on TrueBrain for about two weeks. I'm on Siltep now for about two weeks. I'm going to give those a, a trial run and see what happens. But Siltep, uh, you know, what does that stand for? It's chemically induced long-term potentiation. 
So that the potentiation part is what's going to improve your healthy learning and memory. And really, it's going to, what they say, it's going to optimize levels of intracellular second messengers. So your, your brain has a thought within you know, a fraction of a second, and these messengers are what carry it on to whatever. So if you, tell, you, know, if you, if you realize your back is itching and you reach your arm back there to scratch it, there were actually two things that happened. A neuron fired to tell you that your, uh, well, three things happened, I guess. A neuron fired to tell you your back was itchy. Another neuron instantly fired to take your hand and reach it back there and scratch. But in between those, those were, there were uh, carriers of that, of that thought. A, a carrier had to go from your brain neuron down to your arm and tell, it, you know, tell the muscles of your arm to go up. So basically what this does is it, it improves those second messengers to where you're moving faster, you're thinking faster, but you're also locking in and retaining that. And the creators of this say that it works best for people who need to learn a lot of new material or people who need to focus on, uh, intently on a task or series for several hours. So for business executives, it's really geared for that. It's geared for anybody that's test-taking. It's geared for, you know, and you can take this every single day. And people ask, is it healthy? Uh, yes, it's healthy. Not only is it healthy, but it's better than doing nothing. It's better than just sitting there and letting yourself be in a brain fog all day and not improving those uh, neurons in second um, messenger. So really some, some fascinating data on this is the, the, it's a stack. So anytime you have multiple things working together, it's a stack. So it's an artichoke extract and four scolin. And there's a, a few other ingredients in there as well. I'll post a picture of it for you guys. But what it's doing is, is it's working inside the cell. So a lot of nootropics work outside the cell to do certain things with, with um, brain function and, and how that's working together. This works inside the cell to naturally induce that, that LTP, that long-term potentiation. So, so it's a state of increased neuron connectivity, which is why it hits the second messengers. And, you know, research has really shown on this. I did a ton of reading. I, as you guys know, I don't just dive into anything like, hey, here's, here's something. Let's just let's take it for a few weeks and see how it is. I don't just do that. There may have been a time in my life that I did. Um, but really, this is also working on your, uh, your dopamine synthesis. So the, the artichoke extract, the forscolin, there's also some vitamin B6 in there, which is a natural dop- dopamine precursor, you've heard me say before. Um, there's some L-phenylene in there that's basically going to keep your brain well-stocked with dopamine. Dopamine, if you guys know, your brain can build dopamine really quickly, and then it can lose it and burn it off really quickly as well. That's why you can be super excited about something in one moment, and then literally two minutes later, you're, you're, you know, you're depressed about thinking about something you have to do this afternoon. It just, it just burns through dopamine really fast. And so what this does is it holds those blocks of dopamine in there longer to where you can stay... Uh, you can stay focused longer. So again, the L-phenylene and the uh, it, you know it's it's a it's amino acid basically that uses the brain uses to make dopamine and it synergizes with that artichoke extract and the forscolin, which also reduces fatigue and creates long-lasting results in uh, in mood lift. So I took this thinking I'm going to have some sort of a kind of an energy rush. Didn't really have that, and the more I read on it, the more I realized that was that was natural. You realize it more when you're off of it than really when you're on it, you know, after taking it for a period of time. So you may be just rocking along during the day going, hey, I don't, man, I'm not really sure if this stuff's working. I'm just getting a bunch of stuff knocked out, but maybe I would have been doing that anyway. And after you've taken it for a, for a period of time, I don't know how long they're expecting here, 
But uh, research would tell you in most studies on this that you actually will realize it the day that you don't take it. You just feel a little bit more sluggish. You're a little bit slow. So uh, very, very good so far, I'll tell you that. And I'm going to go into that in just a second when I, com- when I compare the difference between true brain and Siltep. What vitamins am I taking? I told you about this a little bit last time. And, um, and I was going to elaborate on this a little bit, but I'm taking vitamin D, so I'm taking 8,000 IU of vitamin D. So a good, good reference point on vitamin D, as I mentioned before, for every 25 pounds of uh, body weight, you need to be taking 1,000 IU of vitamin D. And vitamin D is awesome. If you go look up, I don't have time to get into it on this recording, but if you go look up the health benefits of vitamin D, uh, especially for people that work in an office environment and really don't get out in the sun any at all. You're going to see the benefits of that for long-lasting health. Fish oil, and I mentioned last time, if you could get quite a bit of the omega-3 fatty acids built in there, that's going to be better for you. So the one that I have has, um, I'll post a picture of it so that you guys can see what milligrams of the Omega-3 fatty acid oils are in there, and that way I don't keep uh, mentioning things to you and not backing up what, whatever the dosage is that I'm, uh, that I'm taking on that. But then also uh, B12 I take as well for you know just a little bit of an energy kick, a healthy energy kick. I take vitamin C, started doing that now, and then K2. So look at, look at how the B12, vitamin C, and K2 all blend together. That's kind of a stack in and of itself. And then, of course, the Siltep with all of that uh, blends very, very well, especially with the vitamin C. So I'll post a picture of a couple of things there that I'm taking. And then the afternoon, this isn't really the morning now, but I thought I'd throw this in there, the afternoon greens cocktail that you guys have heard me mention before. I'll post pictures of that as well. So Kyo Green, amazing grass company, their green superfood. I've got Spark that I throw in there. And then I also have just uh, Pinnacle of Wellness uh, uh, a goji berry type superfood that's got a ton of stuff in it as well and uh, one scoop of each of that so I do that really in the afternoons now because with the Siltep and the um, other stuff that I'm doing it, it you know I, I don't want I don't want energy overkill I think that could be a little bit too much so I actually push the afternoon greens cocktail or the greens cocktail to the afternoon and that's when I take that now to get Really, maybe that 1 p.m., 2 p.m. kick that I need during the day, and man, it floats me on through. I mean, I, I was in, um, just last night I was thinking about it, I was getting ready to get a shower about 9, 9.30, you know, trying to race to bed where I can get up early this morning, and I was thinking about the fact that I'm, I'm fatigued, I'm tired, because I worked really hard today, it was a little bit of a stressful day, but I'm still very alert. So my body feels tired, my body's ready to go to bed, but my brain is actually still very alert on, uh, on the things that I'm trying to do here right, right here at the end of the day. So I thought that was really interesting because in the past, things that I've taken either didn't allow me to feel tired, yet I was still alert. And I actually thought that was a cool thing until I you know, realized how little sleep I was getting. Or um, I would take things early in the afternoon and then really it wouldn't sustain through the evening. And I would just be really just exhausted um, and maybe not getting restful sleep there either. So that has been a super awesome drink uh, that I've come up with there. I, I can't market it because it's not, it's not any of my products, but I'll market the recipe. That's my recipe afternoon greens cocktail uh, on that. And so the only other thing that I'm doing now 
that I'll go into also here in just a second is the uh, the bulletproof coffee and and really doing it the right way. There's a lot of people out there that say that they're bulletproofing and they're really not. Maybe they're doing one step or half the step or the steps they're doing aren't even correct for what you should be doing from a molecular and, and chemistry level. But, uh, you know, you guys heard me talk about bulletproof coffee before. I heard about it several years ago, probably, I don't know, four or five years ago, and just thought it was a gimmick, thought it was a, a hoax, thought, you know, buttering your coffee, I'm trying to stay in shape and lose weight, not put on a bunch of fat. What is this? And I didn't even give it a second thought. And just the more and more research that I'm doing on it lately, you're going to have a lot of, you're going to have a lot of haters out there on it. You're going to have a lot of skeptics and, and critics. But the, the critics that I've seen on Bulletproof Coffee, I've, you know, even me, somebody that hasn't even been reading on it very long, can shoot holes in everything that I've seen so far you know, as far as the test studies that they're doing on certain people. And for the most part, it's just normal people just getting up and writing an article or something like that. There's no medical data on a lot of the stuff that I've seen so far. So maybe you can find some, shoot it my way. That would be uh, that would be good, but I'm doing it where you're using actual grass-fed butter. So you take one to two tablespoons of grass-fed butter, and the reason you want to use grass-fed butter is that the the fatty chemical substance in grass-fed butter, and and really it's not the grass-fed but the grass-fed part of it that makes a difference. It's how they process organic grass-fed butter that makes the difference. So you could take regular unsalted butter, and if they processed it the right way. You could use that. That would be fine. But the grass-fed organic butter, they process it much differently. So you could uh, go to the store and get uh, Kerrygold. It's kind of one of the main main butters out there that's grass-fed organic. But they process it in a certain way where it contains more of the healthy fat that's in there. Guys, if you don't realize it's your brain, of the, of the calories and food that you consume each day, your brain consumes 40%, 30 to 40% of the fat molecules and the fat substance that, uh, that goes into your body that doesn't store. You know, some of it's storing because we're eating trans fats and all kinds of other foods. But I'm talking about the healthy fat, coconut oil, avocados, uh, the healthy fat that you're taking in, your brain consumes 30 to 40% of that throughout the day. So if your brain is mostly made up of, of fat, you know, we talk about the brain being a muscle all the time, and though that's correct, most in, in some ways it's, it's more like a muscle because the makeup of it is fat. It's, it's more just, just fat up in your head, and it consumes 30 to 40% of the healthy fat that you're eating. So if we're going to be peak performers every day, if we're going to go out and rock it every single day, we've got to get that healthy fat inside of us, and, uh, and I'm doing that now with my coffee. I don't actually do the bulletproof coffee so maybe i'm totally contradicting myself i just told you guys how i'm doing it the right way and i I just realized i'm not using the bulletproof coffee it's a little bit steep and i i like to drink a couple of cups of coffee a day now just for the antioxidant benefits health benefits whatever but uh it's a little bit steep i think i probably will get it at some point but at my office it's just easy to throw in a k-cup into the keurig and and make some coffee so what i'm doing is i'm doing the the butter part of it with the grass-fed butter but then i also bought uh, also bought the Brain Octane from the Bulletproof store because it's 18 times stronger than coconut oil. So coconut oil, you know, a lot of people put butter and coconut oil in their quote-unquote Bulletproof coffee. This is 18 times stronger, so it's a, a medium-content triglyceride that goes to your brain faster. It skips your liver altogether, goes straight to your brain, and, and your brain uses that for lots of energy so it's again it's one of those things where i don't know that i'm it's not like i'm drinking a monster energy drink or a five-hour energy or anything like that to where 
you know, I just I feel so stimulated, like I'm on something. It's probably more of the clean energy where I'm where I'm up and I'm focused more than I realize even. And if I got off of it and stopped taking it and just started drinking regular coffee again, I would probably notice it then. So a lot of these healthy um, nootropics that you're hearing me talk about, guys, it's not an issue of you know this this stimulation and oh I'm like I'm I'm zoned out I'm on speed I'm on cocaine you know whatever those are the things that are going to make you feel run down the things that I am doing more now are just the clean energy that's why the afternoon's green cocktail is so good that's why the siltep has been so good I've found true brain those sort of things it's it's just very all natural clean energy that that really you're you're working at peak performance, but you really don't notice that you're on something. There's been things I've taken before where you, you realize you're on something and you kind of want to get off of it or it makes you real irritable and cranky and moody and just plays with the chemicals in your, in your brain and your body. So that's, um, that's, that's kind of the, the story there on the Bulletproof Coffee, and I'll go into the, the brain octane here in just a few minutes. So let's talk about this True Brain versus Siltep. Uh, True Brain, very expensive and normally more expensive in the all-natural world could mean better things, but it may not be. I found that True Brain, though it has uh, a lot of great ingredients that I'd like to be getting in each day, it just didn't work as well with my body. It made me feel a little bit... Um, it made me feel a little bit too, I don't want to say zoned out because I was really focused whenever I was on it, but it was more of an issue of being just too too calm. I had I felt like I had a lot of energy, but I was also very subdued. And that's a that's a condition of the L-theanine that's in there in in very large doses. Uh, the pyracetum that's in there, the choline that's in there, some of that stuff is giving you very focused energy. But I think it made me so focused that I almost felt like I was just in this um, I don't want to say sedated either because that makes it sound like I'm really sleepy. If you could take the word sedated and take take the sleepy out of it, whatever you know, whatever that is, I'm, I know what I can see in my brain here, but it's I'm not describing it very well. It just made me so focused and so in the zone that I just felt a little bit on edge, almost like I was agitated, but but really suppressed at the same time. So I didn't have really that that goofiness as you guys know about me i love to tell jokes i love to be a goofball sometimes but i can get really serious when i need to get serious and i felt like it just kept me in just this state of just just serious focus all day long and while that may be great if i'm test taking or studying or something like that and i don't really need to interact with people you know in my business i'm meeting with clients all day long i'm meeting with uh financial advisors that i'm coaching all day long and staff people and it just kept me a little under the weather so to speak but really focused so if you're looking for focus probably really good for you i would probably suggest now that i bought it i would suggest doing the drink version first it's a lot less expensive and um, you can really see as the drink version is processed a little bit differently, but you can see if it works for you. There's things out there that people, millions of people rave, you know, they rave about it, and one person can take it and try it out, and it just not work for them. So maybe maybe True Brain works, maybe it doesn't. I'm going to go back and try it a little bit again after this run of, of Siltep and just, you know, now that I felt this, go back and see what it's like. So Siltep, like I said, has been great so far. It gives me the clean energy it keeps me really focused i think i'm 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 always hoping none of this is like placebo effect and i try really hard not to you know I try really hard to 
look at that and go, okay, am I really focused because I, I'm thinking I'm supposed to be really focused or am I really focused because I should be? But it's been great so far. Clean energy. It actually works really, really well with Bulletproof Coffee and all the fats and everything that's in there, plus the, the vitamins that you heard that I'm taking. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to get different things in that are going to make me healthier and focus more and, and improve my brain, um, you know, neuroplasticity and all the gray matter and white matter and all of that that I'm building, but do it in a healthy way and also do it in a kind of a mega stack, so to speak, where my vitamins are working well with the fats in the coffee and then whatever nootropics that I'm taking, those are all working well with the fats and the vitamins. So I don't want to do anything that's going to counterbalance each other. That's where you get into trouble with, uh, with chemical imbalances and, and things like that. It just makes you edgy and moody and cranky and maybe crash in the afternoon. There's plenty of stuff out there that does that. I think I've come up with just an awesome, awesome recipe here of a mega stack of everything working together. And it's all natural. It's all healthy. So I, I'm... I'm very happy about that. Next question I got asked is, what are you really into right now? What's going on with the upcoming podcast episode? If you guys have heard any of the podcasts lately, you know that uh, that a lot of this I'm talking to you about right now is what I'm all about right now, and that's neuroscience hacks. That's you know biohacks, as Dave Asprey calls it. It is uh, you know brain activity and understanding our brain. That's what a lot of the podcasts have been on. And so you guys notice through the podcast, or maybe you've noticed if you're a regular is that I'll start on a series of something and I'll build up to a focus series episode, which is a summation of all of that. You've probably heard me say over and over. So, for instance, on the uh, on habits, I did several uh, book notes or several topics on habits uh, or multiplying our time or you know just any of those things that you may have heard in there. And then I did a focus series episode on habits that drew everything together. I did the same thing for a couple of the other uh, items that, I, that I've that i worked on as far as building up to this focus episode. That's the same thing I'm doing right now in the brain. I'll get a bunch of information about the brain out to you guys to where you can follow it and you can focus on it, and then we'll have a big summation in the end. And so that's probably going to come up on Monday uh, is, a, is a brain uh, focus episode, and then uh, coming up also is going to be a peak performance episode that's going to tie a lot of everything that I've done together on the podcast into uh, into an episode of habits, goals, achievement, energy, rest, sleep, you know, all of that around peak performance. So it's going to be a, a, a mega focus episode on everything that I've done, not just one topic. So look, look for that on Monday is the focus series a podcast on the brain where we tie all this together. Also very excited. Hopefully it's going to work out that on Friday I'm bringing you an interview with Blake Martin, my good buddy Blake Martin, who has just had an incredible turnaround in his life as far as the way he gets up every day and thinks about things now, the way he thinks and has researched tons and tons about the brain. He's going to talk to you and bring some of that to you as well. So I wanted to get him in there before I did the big focus series episode on the brain. Very excited to bring that to you. Um, what foods are you eating that are unique to achieving peak performance? I got that question as well. And I guess, you know, the, the answer I'd already prepared was the brain. One, one of these was the brain octane. And just to elaborate on this just a little bit is, um, you know, it, the following benefits researchers would tell you are provided with just this MCT, uh, this brain fat that you're putting in, which is what basically the, the brain octane does for you. But it's fast energy. 
And Brain Octane, and I'm looking at third-party sources. I didn't want to just look at what the Bulletproof website said, but Brain Octane, it's the shortest of the, the MCTs or this, you know, this medium-chain triglyceride, but it converts into uh, ketone energy, which really can be used by the brain faster, and it, it processes it faster than any other fats or oils. Like I said, it's 18 times stronger than coconut oil. If you do any research on coconut oil and, and uh, realize how, how beneficial it is, this takes it to another level. And you're going to balance also, there's some, some research on balancing yeast in your gut. You guys have heard me say before that 70 to 80% of your immune system is in your gut. So if we're eating bad things or toxic things, it's going to kill off a lot of the healthy bacteria. Your toxins are going to seep through the gut wall, which is very thin. And then that's when we feel just awful all the time. So this is going to help balance uh, the, the microbes and the yeast in your gut. And, and the uh, brain octane is going to have the gut biome balancing effects of uh, caprylic fatty acids. So not to just not to get too deep into that, I've, like I said, I've done a lot of reading and a lot of research on that, so you can get real geeky and technical on some of that stuff. Um, but the cool thing is, is these, these fats do not include, increase uh, cholesterol. They're metabolized very differently than other types of bad fat out there. And you can, the thing I love about this is you can throw it in your coffee, which is really what most people talk about. But you can do anything with it. You can throw it. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about kombucha before that I drink every single morning. I used, I wasn't drinking coffee on a couple of mornings over the weekend, and I put my bulletproof octane, uh, brain octane into my kombucha drink. It's odorless. It's tasteless. You can put it on anything. You can put it in soup. You can put it in whatever uh, out there because it's odorless and it's tasteless. The The neat thing I saw, though, is that when you put it in something like a, a regular drink, all these fat bubbles just pop up <laughs> pop up to the surface. And uh, and, you, and I looked at it and I was like, okay, yeah, man, that's good stuff. All, these, all this fat that's popping up in my, uh, in my drink, which I would have thought was nuts before. But if you go research how your brain turns healthy fats into energy and improve focus and overall improved brain matter growing substance you're you're probably going to be a uh, you're probably going to be a fan just like I am there's no refrigeration on this either so I literally throw it in my bag I can carry it anywhere and uh, it's been great the other thing that I would tell you is smart caffeine smart caffeine is made by the same company as siltep and I think I'm going to get this as well just to, just to test it out. And hopefully you guys aren't hearing this, especially if you're hearing this for the first time and just thinking that I'm like a, a, a drug junkie or something like that. I just want to see how these different things work within my body. It's all natural. It's all, you know, it's all working for me in the right ways. But there's certain things that might, like I said, you might respond differently than, than other people. So the Smart Caffeine like I said, it's made by the same uh, same company that makes Siltep, so I'll post a, a link to that as well. But caffeine, guys, we take it in by the loads as Americans. I mean, we have more caffeine than any other uh, country out there. I read in a, a research article recently just with all of the energy drinks, the caffeine, the, the caffeine in the coffee, the all the stuff that we're putting into our bodies. And on its own, you guys probably know without having to do some research, caffeine is not a great cognitive enhancer. So if you're drinking sodas or you're doing whatever, the, the caffeine in that is not good for your brain. You're going to oftentimes have a jittery or an anxious mental state followed by this big crash that comes on, especially in people that, uh, that have built up a tolerance where they have to drink more and more of this coffee or caffeine 
and uh, and then they just have an even bigger crash at the end. And if you drink a sugary coffee or any energy drink, that really doesn't. You've heard me say before, it doesn't provide the type of energy and concentration you need. You might feel good. You might have some more dopamine release for a period of time, but you're going to have a big crash. You're also going to have um, a, a lack of focus. And you've got to look for the L-theanine. You guys have heard me mention before that my melatonin that I take at night has L-theanine in it. Uh, green tea leaves have L-theanine in them. True Brain has L-theanine in it. And uh, basically what, what the smart caffeine does is it's a, it's a pill. You take two pills, and it's basically the equivalent of drinking uh, two or three cups of coffee right then, but it's got the L-theanine in there to keep the jitters and the anxiety down. So it's a naturally occurring amino acid, which is going to help you have the, the health benefits of the caffeine, I mean the, the energy benefits of the caffeine, but then also the L-theanine in, in there is going to give you mental relaxation, reduce stress, improve working memory, uh, enhanced learning, it claims, and in, and most importantly, the reason that I want to do it is it, it increases your alpha brain wave activity, which is what we have to have to sustain deep focus throughout the day. So if you take independently caffeine and L-theanine, they somewhat have different effects on the mind and body. That's why the L-theanine is good in the, the melatonin, because it helps you rest and, and be calmed down at night and get good rest. But, all, but when you combine the two in a stack like they've done, the effects really don't negate one another. They work complementary to one another and synergistically. And what it does is it allows the full benefit of both of those things to be, to be uh, felt. The caffeine overpowers the L-theanine some to where you feel the energy that you need, but then the L-theanine is going to calm you down. So I'm really looking forward to trying that. I'll probably order a bottle of it this week or something and report back to you. And, hey, you know what? If it doesn't work, if, if, I, if I feel like the caffeine just wasn't a good a good fit for me or whatever, I'll let you know. I'll report that back to you. And, and my biggest thing is I just want to feel, um, you know, I just, I really want to feel focused and have the energy that, that's going to get me through the day rather than this just short-lived stimulant rush of caffeine by itself like you get in pounding coffee and then a big crash after that. So, again, you want to be careful with some of this stuff and you want to take it in a, in a stack by people that have put it together and know what they're doing and if it doesn't work for you, you know, get get off of it. But um, but I'm I'm excited to bring that to you. Uh, once again, kombucha. You've heard me mention before. I'll post another picture of that. Kefir, the yogurt slash smoothie that I drink in the morning. You've heard me mention green tea. I like doing mine as a cold brew, so I'll I'll brew some tea the night before, put it in the refrigerator after it's cooled off. And then I'll pour a big um, mug, of, or not a mug, I'll pour a big, uh, like, Tervis tumbler of that in the morning and carry it in as I'm drinking uh, the green tea. Again, L-theanine in there as well. It's not going to give you the jitters, but you'll have the caffeine, the clean energy caffeine in there, just like the, the similar to the green cocktail that I make. And then really just get more into almonds or peanuts that are raw. So I used to hate eating raw peanuts or almonds. Some people love them. I'm learning to love them. It's, you know, it's sometimes you get all that dry almond in your mouth and it tastes like maybe like you're eating chalk with a little flavoring in it or something. But, uh, but I, I would encourage you guys to do that because almonds and peanuts are going to be huge sources of brain activity for you during the day. There's some fat in those as well. If they're roasted, all the nutrients has been roasted out of those if they're roasted. So just remember that. You've got to get them raw. 
anything that's been added to them, anything that's been you know uh, roasted or cooked out of them, you're not going to get the full benefits of. And, uh, and I'd encourage you to get that. So I'll wrap up here with one last thing that I thought, uh, two things actually that were really interesting. Somebody asked me this past week, hey, the next time you do a question and answer, can you share a quick tip with us of something that you've read that maybe isn't long and meaty enough for a full podcast, but it's something really interesting? And I said, yeah, I've got, I've got a great idea. And it's this article I read called The Perfect Email. And I think for most of us out there, we are, especially in the, the, if we're in sales or if we're in consultation or if we're getting people to respond back to us, the perfect email I thought was really, really applicable to what we do every single day. And so the article starts out with asking these questions and basically says, here's a test, which one of these is most likely to elicit a response? And it's just, you know, it's just a sentence or two in some cases, but the first, you know, the first sentence says, hey, I was thinking about you earlier. Do you want to get pizza? The second sentence says, hey, I'd definitely like to get together this week. Do you want to get pizza? The third sentence says, hey, it'd be really great to see you and catch up this week. Do you want to get pizza? And then the fourth says, hey, it would absolutely be wonderful to see you, exclamation point. Do you want to get pizza? Question mark. I'm so excited, exclamation point. So which one is going to elicit the response the the fastest whenever the reader reads it? And that is the uh, that is the second response, the one that says, hey, I'd definitely like to get together next week. Do you want to get pizza? And what research has shown in this article is, is that it's, you know, <laughs> what they call the Goldilocks zone of email tonality. It's not too positive. It's not too negative. It's not uh, flat out just neutral. It's just right. And there's new analysis around this that, that it, I won't be able to go into all of it here for the sake of time. But Boomerang put this study together. And you guys may have heard me on the what, on the first Wednesday What For mentioned Boomerang. I use that constantly in my Gmail to suspense or recall items that have gone out to people. Uh, I love that. If someone hasn't responded in a couple of days and maybe some time has passed on a, a lunch meeting option that I was sending them or something like that, I can recall that message right back to where they don't even have it in their inbox anymore. It's pretty cool. But they looked at more than 5.3 million messages, and this is a Gmail service in case you were wondering. They looked at 5.3 million messages, and they figured out which quantities made email most likely to prompt a response the fastest. And, you know, emails that are too neutral, emails that are a little bit lengthy, which is what most of us get into the habit of doing, just making these long, drawn-out emails, emails that are too enthusiastic. None of those are going to be good in most cases for eliciting a response that triggers someone to write back immediately. But what Boomerang found is that the emails that were slightly positive or slightly negative were most likely to get response. Asking a couple of questions is good, but more than three starts working against you. So you don't want to ask too many questions in an email for a busy day person. You know, somebody's going through their busy day, they look at it, question, 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 they read through it, they're like, man, i got to get back to this later. I, I need to answer this person, but I do not have time to get, get into that right now. Uh, also, flattery works, but excessive flattery doesn't. And there's a blog post also about these findings that I'm going to go check out as well that maybe I can post uh, for you guys but if you want to get the attention of a store manager, if you've got a complaint about a store, Boomerang does not advise an email ends with, I hope you die in agony. <laughs> it's, it's a try instead, just send this message. I had an awful experience at your store today. The clerk was very rude. Please do something to make it right and contact me. That's it, period. 
that's going to get an immediate response by somebody. It's short. It's to the point. Most of us would have wanted to go out and put a lot more detail into something like that. But you play it cool, but not too cool. Also, don't write long, long messages. Like I said, the optimum length I thought was interesting. It's 50 to 125 words is what Boomerang says. 50 to 125 words is what you want to go for if you really want to get a quick response. And remember, not too many questions, not too much flattery, but also not too neutral where it seems like you have zero personality or maybe you're coming off as a little bit rude or cold or something like that. Um, I'll, I'll try to find a little bit more data on this and post it for you guys. But I thought that was very interesting. And then the last thing that I'll wrap up with here is a New York Times article about the seven-minute workout. And you probably heard me in my first Wednesday What For mention the app Swerkit, where uh, there's a lot of apps out there right now on seven-minute workouts. And, you know, you might think that's really silly, seven-minute workout, but why are there so many apps on seven-minute workouts coming out? Well, I thought at first it's just because everyone's lazy and they're looking for a shortcut. turns out there's actually a lot of scientific evidence uh, around this seven-minute workout. And I'll post this for you as well, but it came out in, uh, in Medicine's Health and Fitness Journal. It came out in um, uh, an issue on the American College Sports uh, Medical Journal as well. And there's a lot of evidence that high-intensity interval training provides many of the fitness benefits of prolonged endurance training, but in much, much less time. This was uh, by Chris Jordan, the Director of Exercise Psychology at the Human Performance Institute in Orlando, and he also co-authored this this article that I saw. But uh, basically, they did tons and tons of research on interval training and uh, in different types of workouts that are extremely intense and those are intermingled with brief periods of recovery. So the cool thing about these apps is they do that for you. They show you when you should rest. They show you when you should you know, get back into the exercise. But it's a 10-second it's a rest between exercises. And, and the apps that I've got, Swork it, it carries you through each exercise. And if you don't like the exercise that it comes up to, you can just hit next, and it immediately replaces it with another exercise just as if that was the next one in the, in the lineup. But what you do is you, you, know, you basically do this, this 10 minute, I'm sorry, 10 second rest between the exercise, but it's also accomplished by, the health benefits are accomplished by alternating exercise that emphasize large muscles in the upper body that complement those in the lower body. And doing this, you know, doing this back and forth up in uh, uh, upper body and lower body, then allowing you to catch your breath for 10 seconds in between to get your heart rate regulated at the right pace that's going to you know that's going to lead to um, that's going to lead to you doing the or getting the health benefits of a prolonged exercise just in much much less time so the exercises they say should be performed in rapid succession allowing 30 seconds for each while throughout the intensity you hover at a at about an 8 on a discomfort scale of 1 to 10 so it's not you know it's not it's not a cakewalk but it's also not you dying in the gym either but it's about an 8 right? So in those seven minutes, it should be unpleasant for you. So the upside is, after seven minutes, you're done. The downside is, it's going to be a pretty tough seven minutes for you to get through. So I encourage you to go uh, look up the seven-minute workout app. You're going to get a lot of different options on that. I encourage you to go see uh, or go look at Swork It. It's even got a Spotify integrated playlist or several playlists on there and, uh, and, and report back to me what you get on that. But people who, uh, people who are going through that have... Uh, including myself, have gotten uh, a lot of benefits and a lot of reviews on that. 
And that is about it for today. I don't want to. I want to be mindful of time. Uh, one one last thing that I'll throw in there is if someone said, someone asked me before I'm on my spiritual journey. Do you have one book you would recommend to point, point me toward? My all-time pinnacle spiritual book is Case, uh, The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. When I was 23 years old, I read The Case for Christ, and I was at a point in my life where uh, I had been uh, raised to read the Bible, to pray, to follow the Lord, and really there was zero relationship there. In fact, if anything, I was more uh, scared by the things in the Bible than, uh, than actually ref- you know, really wanting a relationship with anything or with any person it was like hey get me to heaven but you know kind of don't regulate anything in my life because i want to go do what i want to do and the case for christ turned me around on a dime at 23 years old because it took the practical um it, it just took you know for me i've got to be there's a lot of proof that i have to have on things before i'll believe in it and there's a lot of things in the spiritual world that you you can't prove it's a, that's why it's faith but if you go check out the case for Christ, it is a uh, a journalistic a journalistic approach from a uh, former atheist who is turned into a believer and just does all of the research behind the Bible. Is it accurate? Is is the historical data something that we can be uh, that can be relied on? Uh, I can't really do it any justice in a short recording here, but I would encourage you to go get it. It is an awesome book. There's several versions of that series out as well. The case for faith. Uh, the case for creator, all those sort of things. But case for Christ, I would encourage you to get that. Even do it on, uh, even do it on uh, on Audible if you want to. But I would get the book because you're gonna you're gonna be able to soak it up a little bit more on that. But that would be my uh, vote. It, it led me on a year long search of all the different religions and things like that out there to really hammer down what it is I believe. And that book was the turning point for me. So I would encourage you to do that. And, uh, and we are out of time. So thanks so much, guys, for, um, you know, for listening in, for commenting, and I uh, hope you have a wonderful week and uh, look forward to hearing how you're using these and all of the other benefits that we've talked about to, uh, to rock, your, rock your week every single week. Take care, guys. Go make it happen.